Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The Chicago White Sox are cruising into the All-Star break. It has been perhaps the worst first half of a baseball season, throw in spring training with injuries. Yasmani Grandal. I'm going to forget players, by the way. Eloy, Luis Robert, Nick Madrigal. If somebody said, hey, you're going to lose those four players for an extended period of time, some of them are not even going to have played a game by the All-Star break, where do you think you would have thought the White Sox would have been? Certainly not cruising into the all-star break with a near 10-game lead. This has just been a phenomenal, phenomenal first half of a baseball season for a team that has shown more depth than anyone knew they would. Your outfield last night, before we get to my man Mo and the King, and of course Courtney coming up in a second, but your outfield on Friday night, this was after we recorded the podcast and they beat the Baltimore Orioles on Friday night 12-1. to Your outfield was Adam Angle in center, Brian Goodwin in right, and Andrew Vaughn and left. That's basically the outfield that you had when you were running out Ryan Cordell and Daniel Palka and Adam Engel. And everyone's like, there's no way you can win baseball games like that. But the White Sox are winning baseball games like that, 52-35 and 35 as I'm recording, and they're beating the Orioles right now. So it's going to be 18 games over. Just an absolute unbelievable first half of a season. And we all know it's because of the pitching. The resurgent Carlos Rodon, the impressive, consistent Dallas Keuchel, the great Lance Lynn acquisition, and Lucas Giolito, he hasn't been even as good as we thought he would be, and yet the White Sox are sitting where they're at. They have the luxury to wait things out. I had Jack Peterson on the Cubs podcast this week. Peterson talked about how he thought he was going to get traded to the White Sox back in the day. And, of course, the Sox letting Adam Engel go. But they don't need to rush for an outfielder because they know they have their outfielders coming back. And they can roll the dice, play mix and match, let Tony La Russa do his thing, and that'll work. White Sox, White Sox, go, go White Sox. Still windy, City White Sox podcast starts right now. Showtime. What did you say? I said, are we going to talk the White Sox, the, the division leading seven and a half games ahead, White Sox, or what? This is 
the White Sox, the Windy City podcast. Why do you come in with such a small man's complex? Not small man, just confident man, a happy Not- man. It's, what do we? What, I mean, you, you see, you see us winning. You see the Cubs losing. I'm a happy guy. I, I don't understand why you even think about the Cubs right now. The Cubs are so no, irrelevant. I never have. I never have actually. I just I find a little joy in eleven games. You're a Sox fan that gets more joy out of the Cubs losing than the White Sox winning. It's the no, standard Sox I don't. fan. I get. I, that's not true. I I get some joy out of the Cubs losing, and I, I get a lot of joy out of but, the Sox. You you, you you talk about your joy, the most joy at the start, and you got on the podcast and you just started screaming about the Cubs in 11 oh, in a row. If, you, if we track it, I started off at seven and a half games up the division leading Chicago White Sox. No, actually, that's, where I started. That, that's not. Oh, that's, where did I start, buddy? Where did I start? Why are where we talking you, about the Cubs? Let's not talk about the Cubs. See, exactly. I, 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 will, I will talk about the Cubs in three ways. No. And that's maybe get the only, a, the only thing to say about the Cubs is F the Cubs. Let's talk Sox. Well, let's talk about it in the context of the Sox, maybe picking up a couple of relief pitchers and, you know, maybe an outfielder. So, you know, they're, they're in cell mode. I mean, they're in burnt. The house is burning, throw everything out the window. Maybe we can catch a, a nice leisure suit or two and throw it on uh, ourselves and go the dance. Right. You never know. You never know, Mo. Yeah, but see, see, this is where Mo is just a better Sox fan than you because he would rather lose than get help from the Cubs. Mo is the biggest. I don't want to even acknowledge that that team exists. You come on here with your small man's complex and you say, are we going to talk White Sox baseball? Uh, uh, this is the White You're You're instantly uh, worried or I, wanting I to just troll the Cubs. White- I said, let's talk White Sox baseball. That's all no, I no. want to do. I can That's all I want to do every day. That's I, all I want to do every day, every moment of every day, because it's a joyous thing to talk about. With everything bad going on in the world, nothing better to do than talk about White Sox baseball because we're winners. We're seven and a half games up. We got a great manager. We're winning with all our people on the injured reserve. We don't have anybody, not a catcher. We don't have outfields. We don't have infielders yet we still win seven and a half games up. I just juxtapose that to the North side, which has been getting a pass for over 150 years. All I did was say, I see a little joint in 11 game losing streak. And I'd like to pick up some of their, uh, let's just say they're, they're throwing out the baby with the bath waters so that they help us win. That's all I said, Mr. Carmen. That's all I said. No. Courtney was uh, joining a little bit late because Courtney's very busy and we Courtney. Hi, by the way. Hello. How are you? Yeah. yeah so great to see everybody. So King gets on the call and he's like, are we going to talk white Sox baseball? And, and now really using tape mark, are you? You're, we're more advanced than using actual tape. Correct? I, I could, I could, you're right, Mo. I could, I could replay the zoom and nice. it would confirm what would, what doesn't need to be confirmed that, King came on here up seven and a half games. The Cubs are going to be irrelevant for the next, I don't know, at least two, maybe 10 years, um, hundred, 200 years, but go ahead. Sure, 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 sure. Whatever, however you want to put it. And, and you're still all hot and bothered by what's going on at Clark and Addison versus what's going on at 35th and shields. We might have to rename the podcast hot and bothered by Clark and Addison. If you don't just come in here and, and get ready to talk white Sox baseball, forget about I'm not, the hot, I'm not hot and bothered about what's happening at Clark and Addison. 
I find a little joy in what's happening in Addison. And I look at it opportunistically about potentially picking up some resources. That's it. Let's so, talk South Side, right. 35th and Shields. Let's talk baseball. I, I, I don't was, even hold, consider Clark and Addison baseball. Okay. I should have said it differently. I said, Mark, are we going to talk baseball? Because if you're a true baseball fan, you we would naturally be talking about the White Sox, why? period, because there is no other team. In why, this why, why would you even ask that question again? This is the White Sox, the Windy City podcast. There is no greater recent institution in White Sox baseball than this podcast with you, the king, with Courtney, with Mo, led incredibly by Ernie Johnson Light, yours truly at the Carm. So I, if you, but since you started this direction, hey Courtney, let me ask you this. Oh, I need to hear your voice getting in here. Jock Peterson, he was promoting uh, some Pepsi initiative yesterday, so I got to talk to him. I asked him, uh, whose dog is that, by the way? Is that you, Mo? Is that my Gordon? It's Gordon. Oh, that's Gordon. Gordon. What's up, Gordon? Back on good, good to Hi, hear Gordon. you. What's up, Gordon? So. I asked him, hey, were you interested? Because he had an epiphany late at night that he was going to be a Cub trying to figure out you know, where to go. And I asked him, did you consider the White Sox? Did you think about signing with them? He's like, well, they went immediately right after Adam Engel. I did think, though, back in the day, Eaton. I was I Adam, was, Adam, Eaton. Adam, Adam Eaton. Eaton. I'm sorry. Excuse me, Adam Eaton. I love you, Adam Engel. I, don't, I will never do that to you or the Engel family again. They immediately <laughs> went and said that. That was disrespectful to Adam Engel. It, it was it, enormously, and I and I apologize from the bottom of my heart. Uh, the way they went out inside Adam Eaton, which was instantly hated, and I guess you give the Sox credit now for DFAing him and moving along. But he says, you know, they went out and right got Adam Eaton. But I did think that I was going to get traded to the White Sox about four times. So you know, the there's always been this interest there. So I don't know that that's not your. You know, you got Eloy coming back, and this is the Eloy return podcast, but obviously that's not exactly the outfielder that you want coming back. That's the bat you want coming back. Go Mark, ahead. I'm going to cut you off because I've said this. I've said this for a couple of years now. I, I never was thrilled with, with Jack Peterson. I don't like his splits. The guy that the Sox should have gone after two years ago was Nick Castellanos. I mean, that guy, I, I literally look at his numbers every single day, and I'm like, what the hell is this guy doing? I mean, it's it's absurd what he's doing in Cincinnati. And I mean, Cincinnati's kind of playing some good ball. So I'm not sure that they're looking to unload anybody. And I'm sure they would want a ton for him and, and rightfully so. But that is the guy the Sox should have gone after. And it pisses me off that they didn't make that move because that's exactly what they should have done. Um, the, you know, their big argument was, well, he's not great in the outfield. Well, neither is Eloy Jimenez. So, you know, with a guy like Luis Robert at the time, to cover a lot of ground, he, Nick Castellanos would look phenomenal in that lineup right now. So I don't think Cincinnati wants to move him at this point, but that's the guy they should have gone after. I, I love that call and how he was playing on one team in this town that should not be mentioned on this podcast. And they were like, yeah, no, we don't have the money for him. It was absolutely, uh, utterly ridiculous how well he played. But let, let's just talk about Eloy here. His quote is a uh, press conference yesterday, the always jovial Eloy Jimenez. Love him. But – I'm going to nitpick here. I feel better than spring training. I feel like 100%, 110%, let's say 200%. So I feel pretty normal. I feel like I can go and do my swing, finish with one hand, two hands, whatever. And then they start, you know, speculating on, are you going to play the outfield? And quote, well, I have to keep working hard. And if they need me playing, I'll do whatever. But I still don't like DH. So keep that in mind. 
keep that in mind. Keep what in mind? There, there's, there's nothing, I'm gonna cut you right off. There's nothing to keep in mind. This guy is a DH. Andrew Vaughn has shown time and time again. I mean, this guy has made incredible plays that Eloy would not even come close to sniffing out or he'd break every single one of his ribs trying to do it. So I said this yesterday, Eloy is a liability out in the outfield. I don't care how old he is, stick him in the DH spot and call it a day. I, I don't want to see him going after, lackadaisically going after balls anymore. He is a DH. That is done. Cover it, finish it, wrap it up. He's the DH. Mo, you're one of the greatest outfielders that I've ever seen in softball history. Played a great left field before you got relegated to right field. So you do have some Eloy in you as well. Thoughts? Uh, Courtney hit on some good things. I, I can't argue too much that Eloy is a good defensive outfielder. I'm not going to do that. Um, he, he's not very good right now. I, I would hate to see at his age that he gets relegated to DH because I think if he can play a serviceable outfield, which I'm not saying he can or can't because he hasn't shown that he's very good. Uh, I think it gives the team more options, you know, especially with the Brave getting older, Grandal, if those guys are able to DH periodically and, and Eloy can play some time in the outfield, I'd rather see that. But I don't – listen, I mean, we've all seen what he's done. It's hard to argue that he's a good defender. He's not. Um, you know, I, I still think the, the spring training injury was more of a bad judgment than than his defensive prowess, right? You, and I'm, I'm hoping he learned from it. Uh, but, you know, I'm just glad that he's, he's rehabbing well and, and – able to start actually playing in some games. So hopefully we can get him back there. And um, I agree that he should be a DH for the end of this season. Uh, you know, try him out in the outfield again in, in, in spring training next year and, and see where you're at. So I'm a multiple opportunity guy myself. Listen, the guy, sure, he karate chopped the left field wall and sprained his ankle. That was ridiculous. Then he fell into the netting multiple times, which was kind of curious at best. It's certainly not somebody who has a great feel for it. Then he goes, hangs on the old outfield wall in spring training, separates his shoulder. Uh, that was, uh, yeah, not great. So, but well, I not, not only did he fall into a net, he fell into a net and then it gave up a inside the park home run because of his nonsense. That's a problem. <laughs> That's a problem. So I don't want to, I don't want to see that ever again. I'm, I'm good. I'm done with that. King, you're a multiple opportunity guy. You want to bury Aloy at DH? For that, yes, for this year I do. And I think next year you just leave it open, as most said. I mean, Courtney is right in her judgments, uh, although it, they, are, they are laced with her bias towards Vaughn and her love for Vaughn. So uh, you just got to take that with a grain of salt, although the content is correct. He should be a DH. That's what we need. We need so, right now. So, so just he, let him play DH. Let Vaughn play left, and, and let's go on and win this win this thing. And then give him an opportunity next year. See how he progresses. And what amazes me most is not the question that we're answering, because it seems like an easy one, is that, Mark, that you're picking apart his quote. He's not a Nobel Peace Prize winner. He's a baseball player. He's an athlete. He, he's just showing that he desires to be an athlete and play as hard as he possibly can. I I'm, applaud that. I'm not, I talk, I'm not talking about that. him. Hold on. I'm not talking about him using 
the pejorative, the pre- the past, the present, the uh, uh, Courtney helped me out here, the the indicatives uh, context here. I'm just talking about the simple quote, but I don't like DH, so keep that in mind. As in, if you stick me at DH, I don't think I'm reading too far into this. I'm not going to be happy. Perhaps I would even consider playing my baseball somewhere else down the line. If you stick Mark, me I at think, D- yeah, come on. I think you're reading way too much into that really? part of it. I, I- I agree. Playing, some, I, playing somewhere else, I think, is a reach. He is making a point, right? He's a young player. He's used to playing the field. He wants to play, right? Like, so I, I think trying to say that he's he's laying the groundwork to say, if you're not going to stick me in the outfield, I want to go play somewhere else. I, I love think that about him. I love that's that. That's a reach him. on your part, Mark. Way, a big reach. I love that about him. He wants to play baseball. Let the cat try to play baseball and let's put him where he belongs for the rest of the year, which is DH. You guys are wanting to bury a young White Sox player at uh, an old man's position. I'm saying I didn't want to. I, I didn't say that. that. I said, let him if not burying put him, him, it's put him where he belongs this year. And then next year, give him every opportunity to do what he wants to do. The, the dude is not going to be happy as a DH. That is not a stretch. He's if, he's made if, that abundantly. He, he's made that he abundantly had, clear, abundantly hey, clear. Mark, let me ask you a question. Just a quick question. Yeah. If they win the World Series with him playing DH, do you think he will be happy? Sure, but that, but I don't know if he'll be happy long term. Uh, and I, I don't. Did, it doesn't I, matter. It did doesn't, I say long term, Mark? Did I say long term? No. I asked you if he. It, let me ask it again. If he bats DH for the rest of the year, and and uh, and be the he win the World Series, who's calling, yeah. King? Is he going to be happy or not? How many is cell phones do you have? I don't care about your question. Are you approving anymore. the trade they're asking you about? Yeah, yeah. Is he going to be happy if uh, if that happens? Just, yes no, or no. I need. How many cell phones do you have over there? And why don't I have 12. the second number? I twelve. I'm, I got Eloy. I'm talking to him, and I'm. I'm he's yeah. saying, "What's this Mark Carmen guy?" Uh, and he keeps asking about him. He says he keeps picking apart things that I don't mean. And so I said, "Eloy, don't worry about it. Just play DH and hit hard." And he's saying, "I'm in. I'm in, and I'm in to play for the World Series." That's what the call was, Mark. That's all what the call was. I'm sorry. He's talking about you, and he's saying you're foolish. I think you're okay. I love you. As a White Sox fan, but let's start moving on to something else that's more reasonable and more logical and 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 less, you know, less, uh, you know, uh, esoteric. My God, let's talk baseball. Hey, King, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna ask you a question because I didn't forget your little comment about me being biased towards Andrew Vaughn, which is false. Because has he not proven that the dude can play a sick left field? Has he not proven that? Yes or no? Uh, yeah, yeah, Vaughn's a good player. I Correct. listen. I know you're super uh, biased towards him. I agree with you. Your love for Vaughn is proving out. I so I, I but I'm just I'm just stating that it is so strong. It's it's like a it's like a mother with a child. Well, and maybe. I love that. But, but listen, yeah. do, you, do you agree that he has made plays this year in left that Eli would have never played? Yep, I and I believe it's. Correct. Five o'clock somewhere, everywhere, or however you say that. Always, my man. Always. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, listen. Courtney, you're you're against Eloy for his defense. What about Jake Berger? Where are you going to stick him? Because because he's not he's not a wizard with the glove. He, he's no. not. Well, okay, but he hasn't proven that yet. He hasn't shown us that he's a liability in the in the field yet. Yes, he has known to be a little shaky defensively, but he hasn't shown that yet. Until he has, then we'll address him when he has. Okay. All right. I have a question for you guys. It's July the 9th. We have uh, the all-star break right in front of us. The White Sox are seven and a half up putting you on the spot at 1150 on Friday slash morning afternoon when we're recording. 
six or five hours and 10 minutes from five o'clock on Friday. Who's the White Sox MVP in the first half? Wow. Uh, great. That's a great question. Um, I would give a nod to maybe Carlos Rodon. I mean, the guy is arguably the best pitcher in the American League. I think he is the best pitcher in the, in the American League right now. And wow. the, way he, the way he has stepped up has been really impressive. Um, I would almost give it to Carlos Rodon right now if I had to check. Wow. wow. Uh, it's I the best comeback player. I, I I agree. Lance Lynn, and maybe Hendricks as the most consistent best players, first half of the year. So if you do look, by the way, just uh, as Mark, you know, notice King didn't say Tony. Tony was. It's a big big step up. He didn't. He didn't ask manager Mo. If we go okay. most valuable manager, I, I uh, did, but you could. Over. You could say Tony. I mean, their numbers between Lynn and Rodon. There's no. I mean, they're the same. Ninety and two thirds for Lynn. Eighty nine and two thirds for Carlos. Sixty three hits for Lynn. Sixty for Carlos. Uh, you know, they're 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 basically dead even. Rodon's Who are you picking on a game seven out of those two. Let me ask Courtney first. Yeah. That's Courtney, a great question. I don't know. <laughs> That, that is a great question. For me, um, I'd probably go Lance Lynn just because he's the veteran presence. He's proven that he can do it time and time again. And he's just a fighter out there. I mean, he grinds. He's he's nasty. I would probably go, go Lance Lynn. That's a good question, though, King. I like that question. I'd go, I'd go Lance Lynn. There you go. Mo, who, Mo, who's your MVP? First half. I, I can't argue with any of those three, really. I mean, and, and King's point on game seven, I, I totally agree. Uh it would have to be Lance Lynn right now. Okay. Uh, and as, as it relates it to takes a king, it takes a, as king can tell you, it takes a kingdom. So, you know, I don't know that they've had one player. They've had so many help. I, I think Rodon and, and Leonard certainly at the top with Hendricks right behind him. Well, and by the way, this is why, despite all the injuries stating the obvious here, this is why the White Sox are right where they're at. Cause the pitching has just been this good. The big concern. Oh, there's yeah. one other. There's one other reason, Mark. Oh, and then oh, here comes Tony. Well, it is Tony. <laughs> Let's just face it. They put the right people, the right uh, 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 positions to win games. And you can argue that he's 76 year old guy that doesn't know what he's doing. He, the, the facts are they're winning games with a bunch of people that are injured, and their pitching staff has stepped up. Again. But who decides who goes out and pitches and who leaves the game at a certain time? The manager. It's that, that is, ITWT, baby. ITWT. Okay. Uh, okay. First of all, let's rewind the zoom again. I, I, I was out in front of you really think that Tony La Russa has forgotten uh, how to manage baseball, that baseball has changed so much. I believe I wrote that piece when they hired him for everybody who was screaming about how old he was. The number one guy who was yelling it, I believe, well, it's certainly not me. If we're going to go down that road, it's either Mo and or Courtney. Um, so, for the record, right, Mo? I was not a fan of the hire, but I wasn't one saying he forgot how to manage. I just didn't think it was the, the best move. And as we talked about probably many times, how they went about it, it, it seemed like it wasn't a, a Rick Hahn move. It was a Jerry bringing his buddy back. But, but you're hey, running, but you're seven, running seven, and half, seven and a half games up with the injuries they've had. I'm not, I, he's doing a great job. It, it, you know, he's had some bumps, but he's, he's doing a, a great job. I just, Carmen, I wish we had uh, freeze-framed on your pained look when, when King started talking about Tony. That would have been a, a classic 
photo oh, of, of the same look on your face as because, he started down that road. Yeah, because it's exhausting. I mean, he's got to shoehorn Larusa in every conversation. Nobody gives a shit about the manager right now. Yes, fine. He's and it's not hard to say the, uh, the starting rotation of a five guys to put him out there. Let's not go crazy on. Hey, Lance Lynn, it's your turn. Hey, Carlos, it's your turn. Hey, Lucas, go ahead. Hey, Dylan, you're up. I mean, come on. Let this is not. Uh, this is not uh, something that deserves praise and he's done a fine job that's that's in and i'm sure jerry is is absolutely loving that part of the success i am interested since you guys are naming pitcher who's your most valuable position player since i i mean i want to give some love to the lineup that uh has produced for the most part not completely consistent but overall certainly done enough I mean, that's that's so tough just because there's been such a carousel of different guys in and out of the lineup um, offensively. And of course, I'm always going to give love to Abreu, even though he's had ups and downs this year, just because his presence is always so positive and the guy really does want to win. And not to mention, he does come through with a lot of big hits, a lot of big RBIs. So as always, you know, I know King is going to yell at me for being biased. I am definitely biased towards Abreu, but I, I love was- the guy. Love I love him too. He's not the right choice, but I love him. It's Timmy Anderson or Grundell. I mean, I and 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 it, it just is. I mean, they just they've produced and they've gotten on base and and uh, they're both you know they both been hurt, but they're the best position players that have been in the longest. Tri- Trivia King, who's leads the White Sox in on base percentage by fifty points? I think it's Grundell, isn't it? It is not. Anybody else guessing? I was gonna go yo. Yo-yo. I'm not, I'm sorry. It's not 50 points. It's by seven points over Grandal, but it's 50 points over Tim, who you were mentioning. Go ahead. Yo-yo is correct. Yo-yo is correct. Yo-yo is, yo-yo is right. Uh, As far as OPS, if we're combining everything, let's get the power in there as well. Um, Outside of, uh, well, the actual OPS leader on the White Sox, if, uh, if we're, doing small sample sizes, that would be Dylan Cease with a double uh, and three hits and six at-bats for a 1,167 OPS. Way to go, Dylan. But uh, well, let's hear from Mo. I want to hear his position player. Um, Go ahead. um, Honestly, this it's hard for me to say Abreu just because I feel like it just – and, again, we've been through this. feel like it's been somewhat of a disappointing year, but he still produces. Moncada is another one where – you see him day in and day out and you're like, Oh, he's just not doing his thing. And yet his numbers, a lot of them are still pretty good. The, the one that sort of, I was looking at the numbers as Mark was talking about it, that kind of surprised me and a bit of a stretch is somebody like Larry Garcia, who has played way more than we expected and has actually produced. I think he has the same number of RBIs as, um, as Moncada, which, which is a bit of a surprise. So um you know, I, again, I think there's not one person doing it. I think it's many people doing it. So it's hard to pick one out. Hey, Mo, I, I really do love that you threw in Larry Garcia's name because, you know, earlier in the year, I was kind of, I was pretty hard on him. I was like, all right, we got to move on from Leary, but he has been crazy consistent and crazy good. And he deserves a lot more credit than what he gets. I agree with that. Him and, and even like Billy Hamilton, who obviously has been hurt, but like when that guy plays, good stuff happens. I mean, the catch he made the other night was was phenomenal, right? Yep. Diving, sliding, and I, I think it helps everybody feel good about what they're doing. Might have been the greatest catch in the history of baseball. Is that too over the top? That catch was incredible. It was awesome, but re- don't forget he missed one for an inside-the-park home run, too. Also true. 
Yeah, so, these things so, happen when you're when you're trying to be great. Sometimes yeah, I think fail. it's awesome. I love his go. Eli would have made that catch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love his go forwardness, and boy, do they love him in the dugout. So if yeah. he's going to give up one and catch one like that, I'll do that. I'll take that all day long. No one loves the dugout reaction more than you. You are <laughs> such a dugout guy. I love it. I watch it. I watch it. I think it. it I, you, I think it's indicative of the. Uh, the team culture. And I think it's so cool. There's two things I watched the dugout and the end of game line of congratulations. I look who I look who pats him on the ass, who shakes hands, who hugs. I look at it all and I take it through my psychology uh, uh, machine to determine how the t- what shape the team is in. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, that is why people listen to the Windy City podcast. The way you analyze a, a handshake line coming off the field, who's grabbing whose ass is, is, is just straight phenomenal. Well, I mean, it's not much to be said. If you go back and look at when Scottie Pippen entered the Bulls and when Tony Kukoc entered the Bulls and who deserved the last shot of the game. If you knew that Scottie Pippen had been with the Bulls from 87, battled through the Pistons and every other team that we had to get to those three championships, wouldn't you give Scottie Pippen one opportunity to get a last second shot without Michael Jordan? Like one year without Michael Jordan. Can I get one shot? This program was recorded on tape for a live audience. But when you say a racial move, well, why would why would Tony, who was a rookie, get the last second shot and you put me out of bounds? That's what I mean, racial. Like that was Scottie Pippen's team. But but Scottie Phil Pippen then, was but, but, on pace to be an MVP that year, right? By saying a racial move, then you're you're calling Phil a racist. I don't got a problem with that. Do you think Phil was? Or is? Oh, yeah. I mean, do you remember Phil Jackson left the Lakers, went, wrote a book on Kobe Bryant, and then came back and coached him? I mean, who would do that? You name someone in professional sports that would do that. You know? I think he tried to expose Kobe in a way that he shouldn't have. You're the head coach. And you're the guy that sits in the locker room and tells the players, this is a circle and everything stays within the circle because that's what team is about. Well, it feels like he's disloyal. I don't know if that makes him a racist. Well, that's your way of putting it out. And I have my way. I was in the locker room with him. I was in practices with him. Uh, You're looking for him afar. At Men's Warehouse, we know there are things you only realize you're ready for when they're right in front of you. Get ready for your wedding with exclusive styles from Vera Wang and Calvin Klein. Complete packages starting from $99.99. Only at Men's Warehouse. Additional charge for big and tall sizes. See store website for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. 
With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park 